Adventures, everybody, and welcome to episode 23 of Books Cubed. I had an unintended two-week hiatus thanks to that cross-country trip. 3,300 miles and six days in the car is not something I recommend. But today we are talking zombies. So here's a quick gory snippet. Mrs. P was on me again, and this time I stumbled back against the wall. I used the same tactic on her that I had on her husband, holding her off with an arm across her neck. With the other hand, I fumbled at the counter for something, anything I could get my hand on. A stapler would have been welcome at that point. What I found was a rather large jar of lollipops. It was big, it was glass, and it was heavy. It was also damn hard to wield with one hand, but I swung it at her. The lid flew off and candy went flying, but the jar itself remained intact. It occurred to me somewhat belatedly as I repeatedly bashed her upside the head with the jar that the lid would have been the better bludgeoning tool. By the time I managed to crack Mrs. P's very hard skull, I was breathing hard and riding an adrenaline high the likes of which I hadn't seen since my patrol days in the Dallas PD. I managed to get her on the ground and just kept bringing the jar down again and again until blood and brain matter was spattered all over the pristine white tile. I didn't stop until I felt a hand on my shoulder. It was Joel. I paused with my arm upraised, the jar gone slippery with gore in my shaking hand. She's done for, Sheriff. You did it. And that was a snippet from Outbreak Take Two by Lori Drake. Thank you, Lori. And it's from Undead Tales, 15 thrilling zombie stories from a night of the Writing Dead anthology. And over the next couple of weeks, I'll be talking with several of the authors and we've got four this week. So let's get right to it. So the first one is Zach Bohannon who writes post-apocalyptic science fiction horror and fantasy. He's the author of the best-selling zombie series, Empty Bodies, which I'm currently reading. We'll talk about more, as well as the best-selling post-apocalyptic horror series, Final Awakening. He's the co-owner of Moulton University with Jay Thorne, who's the top 100 popular author in horror, science fiction, action, adventure, and fantasy on Amazon. He has published 2 million words and has sold more than 185,000 books worldwide. Wow. In March of 2014, he held the number five position in horror alongside his childhood idols, Dean Koontz and Stephen King at number four and two, respectively. Very impressive. And then returning is Lori Drake. She's been on before. She writes the Grant Wolf series, which is very good. Ballroom Dancing Werewolf, you have to read it. Lori writes from home, her home office and assorted coffee shops around Austin, Texas. When not busily writing or editing, she enjoys reading, video games, fiber arts, and playing with kittens. And these are all mutually exclusive activities, no matter what the kittens would have you believe. So let me find my way back to the video. There we go. Okay, so uh, we are talking today about an anthology called Night of the Writing Dead. And there are 15 zombie tales. This was great. I read it over three evenings. Couldn't put it down uh, till like two in the morning each night because my husband was glaring at me and he has to get up early. So let's dive right in and tell me, how did this come about? <laughs> I, I know I can tell Zach's looking at me. So I'll, yeah, I absolutely <laughs> am. <laughs> this is your brainchild. So yeah, I get, um, I get these crazy ideas and, and Zach is like my, he's, he's my brake pedal. So like if I didn't have Zach, I would just go off immediately on these wild impulses. And so I, he's there to kind of rein me in. And I know that when I pitch something to him and he doesn't say that's a terrible idea, like he'll go, hmm, okay. 
And like, I know, I know like there's something there, like he won't get excited about it, but if he doesn't kill it right away, I know it's good. And uh, so I went to him and I was like, man, what if we did, you know, we, we sort of pride ourselves on doing these really unique author events. And I said, what if we did a, uh, an event in, in Pittsburgh? I grew up in, in a suburb of Pittsburgh. So uh, I, I have this sort of zombie heritage in my blood. That's where George Romero filmed Neither, Writing De- uh, Neither Living Dead, uh, Dawn of the Dead, um, was at the mall where I was hung out as a teenager. And, and there's this great sort of zombie subculture in Pittsburgh. And I said to Zach, I'm like, what if we went to Pittsburgh and we did like a, a weekend event and um, we did a world building thing. We created our own zombie universe and then we had other writers who would write in it and then we would publish the anthology, anthology as a charity. And, uh, and, and, and that was it. And later we found out, um, well, I mean, not much later, but I didn't realize at the time that uh, 2018 was also the 50th anniversary of Night of the Living Dead. And there were all these events ha- taking place in Pittsburgh in October around this uh, anniversary. So it just kind of all came together in that way. And, uh, and that's kind of how it started. Oh, that's perfect. So then you've got, how many authors? You have 15 stories, but I see some of the stories have co-authors. How many did you have all together that came? And it was over a weekend, right? Yeah, it was a weekend event. Um, we hosted it at the Row House Cinema in Lawrenceville. And, um, uh, we had, I don't know, 25-ish? Or we 20, had 25, somewhere in there. Like that, and, yeah. and mo- most of which submitted stories. Um, mm-hmm. A few did not. And then we also had uh, some virtual attendees, so people who actually weren't there in person but bought virtual tickets. Um, and a couple of those stories made in the anthology as well. So, Yeah, I, I considered it, but I just didn't have the money. So I thought, well, maybe another time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Lori, you were one of the attendees and you have one of the stories called Outbreak Take Two, which was one of my favorites and I shouldn't play favorites, but um, I, I need that as a whole book. So you have to think about that. But oh, talk a little bit about <laughs> what, what was it like for you getting together at this event with all these other authors and you guys world builded together, didn't you? Yeah. We did. It was uh, it was nerve wracking for me because I haven't done many of these in person events before, and I mean there weren't any events like this one before. So this was something entirely different than a, a standard author conference where you're just meeting people and networking. So it was like it was part part networking. I'm still in touch with some of these people even you know months later, and it was part you know creation and collaboration and world building. It was just really exciting. It was great to be there. I'd never been to Pittsburgh before. And it was just, it was a really great environment. It was really just creative and supportive and just a bunch of people all that love doing the same thing. But real briefly, what is your story, your short story about? Uh, my short story is about, uh, I was telling them, uh, the thing I would, they did, when we were there, I was like, you're gonna think I'm joking, but I've been wanting to write a zombie Western for a really long time. And I finally got my chance. <laughs> so yeah, it, it, it's sort of uh, the walking dead and me, uh, Westworld. Um, it's a um, like uh, a, a Wild West theme park sort of uh, environment where so the outbreak happens at the, in this like little pioneer town that's been constructed for tourists to come and visit. So it was a what do you do when there's you know you have fake guns and everyone's an actor like what do you do <laughs> in that situation. So. Yeah that, that was a good one that was a good one and uh are you going to be doing more? Now, you normally write paranormal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I write urban fantasy. 
has this got you in the mood to write more zombie related things? Oh, I'm often in the mood to write zombie related things. Host of Pac is my second love. So <laughs> I good, think I'm going to see more of these characters at some point. We'll see. Oh, I hope so. And I'm going to keep bugging you about it, that I, that I want a full book, at least one, if not three, based on these characters. They were fantastic. So Jay and Zach, your book was, your short story was The Boy in the Island, which had a great, I don't even want to give anything away, but it, but it was a really good one too. So where did that one, you guys co-wrote it. So where did that one come about and how do you co-write something short That's even? <laughs> yeah, so... Um... That uh, the idea actually had been one that'd been sticking with me for a while, and that actually at one point was going to be a um, a empty body story. Actually, uh, I was going to make I was going to make that a I, I so my my family visits uh, Dauphin Island, Alabama, quite often. Uh, my 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 mother's company has a house down there that they can rent out and stuff. So I've spent a lot of time down there. And the really cool thing about Dauphin Island and what makes it a really cool setting, especially for a zombie story, is that unless you're going to swim, there's only one way on and off that island. There's one bridge and that's it, other than a ferry or boats or something or swimming. And so I'm a huge fan of very, um, very tight, very claustrophobic environments and stories. Um, so I, I knew I wanted to do a zombie story there forever. So when uh, we had this idea for this retreat. Um, one of the things we do when we do these type of events is Jay and I don't talk about the story that we're going to write up front together. And we actually pitch it in front of everybody. So everybody can see exactly how he and I concept a story together. Because what you ask is a big question we get is how do you write a story together? So we, we, we all, like with these events, we always... Um, uh, pitch our ideas to each other, whether it's him pitching me an idea or me pitching an idea to him. Uh, we always do them. We don't talk about it beforehand. And we always do it in front of everybody. So, but so with this particular one though, I had a pretty good idea where I wanted to go. And it obviously with Jay's input did turn into a different thing, definitely for the better. Um, but yeah, it, it originally was going to be an empty body short story that I was going to write and maybe like do as a giveaway for free or something, but then, uh, knew I was saving it for something and this ended up being it. So. It worked really well with this, and it, and yeah, the claustrophobic, and I know Dauphin Island, I used to live in uh, just above Montgomery, so yeah. I've been there several times, and yeah, it's very, um, that whole island thing, and I used to live in Key West, so I oh. understand that whole island thing, and oh yeah, the zombies in Key West during Fantasy Fest would be really interesting, <laughs> especially at, when you're out walking around, and the uh, uh, latex party and the toga party have let out at the same time, yeah, so that would be, that would be really bizarre. So zombies for this one do you guys are you now the the this proceeds go to charity right that's correct yeah yes. to the george the george romero foundation which was uh founded uh, just recently not too long after he passed away so oh nice nice so everybody buy a paperback that's the better way to do it because then paperback makes more money yes yeah. and there'll be links yeah there'll be links in the show notes so that's important for you to do i was going to get a paperback so i could hold it up and I just didn't have time, but it's on my phone, but you can't ever see that very well. So it's a, it's a gorgeous paperback and it's very thick. It's 400 pages. <laughs> so yes. I was very excited. Yeah. When I saw how, how thick the book was 400 pages it, and it was just, it was a really great read. I enjoyed all the stories in the book. So how do you, or, I mean, I know you talked a little bit about this, but God, when you've got 25 authors together, how does it, did it take a couple days to come up with this world? Did you already, 
Is this the world of the Night of the Living Dead, or did you make any changes to it? Hmm. Um, well, you, you want to talk, or uh, make... yeah, I'll start. I was just going to say that um, we we made a conscious decision not to set it in that exact world, but we also talked about um, sort of having an homage to Romero, and that we were going to honor some of the zombie conventions that he. Uh, either created or perpetuated as part of, um, you know, honoring, honoring his legacy. So it's not that world, but it's uh, some of the rules are, are sort of uh, the ones that he followed. And the process, I think, is what's, is what's the exciting part. And I'm sure Lori can talk to this as well. Like we basically, we go into these theme weekend events and we know what the genre is. And so we will uh, identify what the conventions and expectations of the readers are for that. And, but then we open it up and we, and uh, Zach sort of led an exercise. He can talk about this too, where we look at different aspects of the world. Like, you know, what's the setting, the time, um, the rules, but we kind of go very systematically through the process. And, and as we're doing this up in front of the group, everyone else is kind of chiming in and, and adding things and taking notes. So we're, we're all sort of developing the world together so that when we sit down to write the stories, we, we all have the same frame of reference. And that's, that's really important when you're doing a, an anthology that's all tied together in this way. Yeah, did you say something? Zach wanted to add something? I was gonna add something? Oh, no, no uh, I, I was gonna, <laughs> I was just gonna kinda, I mean, uh, yeah, so there, there are minor references to Nile Living Dead. Um, if you really read between lines some of the stories, you know, they'll talk about an, a zombie event that happened back in 1968 and stuff like that. And those are kind of the, yeah. that was something we decided as a group, but uh, yeah, all the world building, um, as I like to mention on the career author all the time, you know, we talk about stuff, uh, a lot of the organization and, and the way things happen and how they went so smooth was because Jay has 25 years experience as a teacher, which really comes into play with stuff. Um, so we had a pretty good game plan going in and, uh, and everyone was really cooperative and everyone was sharing ideas. And, and you know, we had a, a Google Doc being typed up as we were talking. So then everyone could access that later. And it was, was really a fairly you. smooth and fluent process, to be honest with you. And it, the stories, as you've said, turned out great. I mean, I, I love them. So. Yeah, it was great. And then uh, did you, I think I read that you all watched The Night of the Living Dead in a theater together afterward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we had a private showing just for our group, so it was uh, it was it was a lot of fun. And it oh, was wasn't the exact fifty. It wasn't exactly on the fifty year mark, but it was within a few days. Like we were within a few days of the fifty, the literally fiftieth anniversary, and we were in the city where the movie debuted in nineteen sixty eight. And as Zach said, we had the whole theater to ourselves. So that was kind of a that's something I'll I'll never forget. That's a really unique experience. It really is. You know, I get chills thinking about it. I, I love films and uh, I, I come from film background. And so, you know, the films that for me it was films, zombie films first before I started reading zombie books. And once I've started reading, I'm, I've gotten hooked now. So uh, I, will there be, I know you talk, um, and I'll mention in the, in the show notes, everybody that Zach and, and Jay have a, if you're a writer, have the Career Author Podcast and Jay and Rachel Heron have the writers well, which are two must listen to's if you're a writer. And I forgot, I was just gonna say, I was leading up to it. And I have no mind. I think you were asked if we were going to do something like- Oh, yes, thank you so much. Yeah. Yes, um, so I know you do something different always and you won't, you said someone had talked about how, well, maybe they'd come to next year's and you said, no, you're not gonna be doing 
the night of the writing dead again next year. But We're not going to do the 51st anniversary. Of no, uh, yeah, that's silly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what's the next, I know you did authors on a train and you did stories in New Orleans. So uh, I think you have one in Seattle. Yeah, so we have uh, coming up in May, uh, we have Rock Apocalypse, which is going to be at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland. So those will, and it'll be the same type of thing. We're going to world build and everyone, and then we're going to have an anthology come out. Will, will um, it be dystopian or post-apocalyptic? It'll be or? like apocalyptic, like post-apocalyptic. Yeah, okay. so that, that'll be kind of theme. Um, and, uh, and then we also will have, uh, as you mentioned, in September, we're going to be doing sci-fi in Seattle. Uh, which is going to be more of a broad science fiction world we're going to build where people could write different types of stories in, in that you could, you could write like a science fiction romance or you could write, um, you know, something maybe dystopian that takes place later. You know, the, it, it'll be a lot more uh, open to what you'll be able to do. So those are for the immediate future for this year. Those are the two things we have going on. So. Yeah, the one in Seattle is at the Museum of Pop Culture. Yeah, thanks for mentioning that. Yeah. The one in Cleveland's at the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And unfortunately, both of those events are sold out, but we do still have virtual tickets available. So if someone is really interested in being part of this, basically what the virtual ticket does is it, it allows you to submit to the anthology. You get all the world building materials, including an audio recording of, of the sessions so that you can then go off and write your, your story to submit to us. I'm sorry. And, and Lori can tell <laughs> you how funny. True? It was my alarm <laughs> telling me that it's been 17 minutes, Jay. Um, yeah, the, the Seattle Museum is fantastic. Culture, yeah, yeah mm -hmm. it was fan I absolutely loved it. They had a Star Trek uh, exhibit when I was there, and you got to stand on the transporter, and it would transport you to uh, another place, and then you pretended you were being attacked by something because it had a green <laughs> back. It was very cool. <laughs> and then it had the, uh, the Hall of Fame. They had Borg chambers you could climb into. This was just like a traveling exhibit, but they always yeah. have something, some traveling exhibit there. So it'll, you guys will have a fantastic time there. So yeah, if you're a writer and you write science fiction, definitely try to get a virtual ticket since the, all the tickets are sold out. And I know you probably have to go, Jay, but um, Laurie or Zach, do you want to read like a couple paragraphs from either one of your stories? I don't have it near me, so <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> I don't have mine handy either. You're not, I don't know. Okay, uh, well, that's okay. Uh, I highly recommend that you guys get this. I'll be talking to two, two or three more authors in next week's show, and they'll read some samples. And um, uh, anyway, so... <laughs> I want to thank you guys for it's, coming it's on It's for today. charity, so go pick one up. <laughs> yeah, this is for charity. It was a really fun book. It's 15 zombie stories. It will scare you. I can't go to, uh, I live right next to the, the turnpike, and I have to go to service plazas all the time, and I can't go in at night anymore because of um, <laughs> one of the stories. I forget which story. It might be, I don't know, which one of the stories, but I can't do it anymore. Thank goodness <laughs> my driveway's not long enough. It used to, I used to live in the woods, and the driveway was like a quarter mile to get to put the trash can out at night, oh. so that's gone oh yeah oh my god I, that's gone now so i don't have to worry about that anymore but i want to thank you guys for coming on today and i will have the links and the show notes for the book take a look it's for charity you will absolutely love this collection of stories thank you so much everybody thanks thanks, thanks for having us thanks guys i was so worried about making sure that jay left on time he had to be someplace that I forgot to keep talking to Zach and Lori. I'm sorry about that, guys. And I had stuff I wanted to talk to you about. 
Uh, definitely want to talk to Zach about the Empty Body series that he wrote that I'm reading right now and to Lori about the latest book in her Grant Wolf series. And there's so much stuff that Zach and Jay have written together. They have like 50,000 books they've written together. So there's just so much good stuff there that um, I'll have them all back another time. Now, for the next author from the Night of the Writing Dead series is Alex C. Gates. So let's talk to him. Okay, everybody. I have, just like I said before, I have got more from Night of the Writing Dead anthology. And I'm with Alex C. Gates, who wrote one of my favorite stories in the, in the book. And I'm going to read you a quick bio of him. Alex C. Gates is a product of Galt, California. He is a loving husband, skilled educator, true Gryffindor, dragon slayer, wizard of the highest order, defender of the realm, cowboys fan, and connoisseur of cheap beer. He spent four years at California State University, Sacramento, studying literature, watching football, and day drinking before obtaining a master's degree in education from the University of Southern California. Welcome, Alex. Hello. Thank you for having me. And, and, and uh, uh, what was it? Stingers up, go Hornets. So yeah, I was stingers from up. Sac State, from Sac State also, but I had to look it up to remember what the hell our mascot what was. What were they saying? In 1986. So um, ah, that uh, probably dates me horribly. So your book is called, your book, your story in the anthology is called Ashes. Yes. So I want you to read just a little bit for everybody to give them an idea. And this is... Um, this is what I mean. There's zombie zombie stories are all gut wrenching, but this one's gut wrenching. So I want you to read a little bit of it. Okay, thank you. Um, so yeah, the story is called Ashes, and I'm gonna start from the beginning. It's strange. I sat in the mud, back against a jagged rock, and I allowed the rain to wash over me. The droplets streaked down my dirty skin and exploded against the earth and rippled in small puddles. The sky held the spongy weight of dark clouds. The weather, that is. My wife clawed against the chain link fence that imprisoned her. Her rotted cheeks dimpled through the spaces. And when she pulled away, gray skin scraped off of her face. Blood washed from her matted hair and into her black eye sockets. Animalistic grunts emitted from deep in her throat. Her jaw had fallen off months ago. But her appearance wasn't the worst part, not even close. The world is nothing more than monsters. And here it is, raining in the winter. I chuckled, a dry sound in the storm. The worst part was the smell, gas and decay and corruption, death and living form, breathing hot, rancid air. It's just strange that the world ends, but nothing fucking changes. The gun in my hand felt heavy. I could barely... Uh-oh, did I lose you? Are you there? Yep, I'm there. Uh, okay. Start back from the gun in my hand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the gun in my hand felt heavy. I could barely lift it to my lips. Water streamed off the black barrel, splashing onto my lap, soaking through my worn clothing, causing the fabric to cling to my, to my emaciated form. I shoved the cold steel into my mouth. My teeth chattered against it, the clattering procession that signaled death's rapid approach. Across from me, in her cage, my wife's relentless onslaught continued. Pink flesh was wedged between her rotting upper teeth. She gurgled and slammed her body against the chain link, squeezed her decaying hands through the small openings. I closed my eyes and recalled our wedding. She had radiated life and energy. She had waltzed around the reception, greeting each and every guest with a gracious smile. When we had finished making the rounds, we sat at the head table and she poked out her tongue. On that night, it had been pink and delicious. 
later in her hotel room, her body had flopped against the softness of her bed. Her gentle hands had reached up toward me, gesturing for me to join her. I opened my eyes and watched her throw herself against the fencing over and over and over, each time leaving a part of her dangling from the galvanized steel. I pulled the gun from my mouth, releasing a gasp as well. Maybe that's what she wanted now, for me to join her, for us to be together, to be one, to be whole once more. Maybe that's why she reached for me. A man alone in a dying world had nothing but hope. Unfortunately, I didn't even have that. I didn't believe my optimism, hence the cage. She reached for me, threw herself at me, because she detected hot blood in my veins. That's what the virus had reduced her to, a living instinct. Even animals had self-control. They felt fear, satisfaction, pride. She felt nothing. She knew nothing. She was nothing. For almost two years, I, had, I held hope. I searched for a cure, dissecting and experimenting on the other monsters. But with each passing day, the bitter truth hacked away at my desires until I found myself sitting in the rain, holding a gun with a single bullet. I used both hands to hoist the gun flush against the bottom of my chin. I squeezed shut my eyes and conjured the image of my wife the day she told me of the pregnancy. She had worn my gray sweatpants and they were baggy on her in a pink sweater that hugged her body. Her hair fell across her eyes in tangled ribbons. Despite it all, she had glowed, had beamed new life. Guess what, she had said, climbing on tiptoes to reach my lips, kissing me with a smile. She had smelled like hot coffee and cinnamon. Cold rain ran down my face like tears. I applied pressure to the trigger, pressed the barrel hard against my skin, and I pictured my wife on that joyous day, a day worth living for, a time that had promised a future. That's why I would now die, to rejoin my wife and my unborn child in an eternity that offered the chance of hope. A hard snap broke the monotony of falling rain and my wife's assault, barking, exploded through the wet afternoon, high-pitched and fronting, like a child puffing at a bony chest before a fight. A low grumble and the shuffle of dead feet over damp leaves followed the dog's growl. That's it for this week. Come back next week for my actual interview with Alex. All he basically did this week was read, but it was the best place to stop so that we could break the show into two because it was just way too long for one episode. So I will see you next week. There'll be more zombie goodness. And in the meantime, go read a good book. Mm -hmm.